In May 2020, I moved into an apartment all by myself after moving out of a university residence. I went grocery shopping to Walmart, and this was before the masks were widely used, since they got super expensive and would run out super quickly. I remember this dude that had walked up to me when I was in the aisle, and he then asked, Hi, excuse me, are you from Montreal? Which I then said no. He then asked me if my name was Sarah. It's not, so I said no, and that he was confusing me for someone else. He kind of just kept staring at me until I think he ended up seeing my name on my university bus card that was hanging around my neck. He then asked me where I was given my non-white name, and I was like, oh, I'm from Pakistan, and he totally freaked. He seemed weirdly happy as I guess he was from India and had found a person who could speak a language similar to his. After that, I had remembered that I had forgotten my wallet at home and went to the other part of the store then excusing myself and calling a friend. Anyway, so I guess this dude had enough information to stalk me online for over a year and has proceeded to try and add me pretty much everywhere. Despite me blocking him, he just made new accounts. Turns out he's a really big fan of me. That's what he said anyways. Long story short, I told the police and they of course did nothing since the guy hasn't actually physically hurt me nor have I seen him in public again. Just the occasional friend requests and message requests on Instagram and Facebook. The last time he tried to add me, which was last month I believe, I ended up telling him off and told him that the police knows all about him. But yeah, I really hope he hasn't been stalking me from the shadows, given that I've never once put any information about where I live on social media and all my accounts are private. Some people just really have issues. No one really understands just how dangerous social media can be. It really is such a different world where anyone can be whoever they want. I was 16 years old at the time that this story happened. I was always on MySpace. You know, typical teenager stuff. I'd get a few messages here and there. There was this one kid though who would constantly send me messages. I would reply sometimes. Typical hello, what's up, that kind of thing. I thought nothing of it. One day me and my friend, let's call her Hannah, was walking around the city, per usual. We had stopped in this complex building that was near my house just to take a break. We were sitting on the stairs when some guy came up behind us and said to Hannah, Hey, do you have a lighter? She says no, and he walks away. Then about 15 minutes later, he comes back and then just stood behind me. I start to see in my peripheral vision a hand movement. So I turned a little more around, and I saw his hand in his pants moving up and down while facing me. My heart instantly went into my stomach. I started writing on my phone in a text to Hannah, and I said that I think he's touching himself. We both felt stuck. He then sat down next to Hannah, and he was so close he was actually touching her arm. I pretended to be on the phone so that maybe he would leave. He looks at Hannah, then goes, Is her name Nadia? Hannah was instantly scared and she then blurted out, Ask her yourself. But I was still pretending to be on the phone. About five minutes later, the security guard had walked around and had then said hello to us, then talked to the kid. Let's call him Antonio. Hey, what's up Antonio? You hanging with these ladies tonight? I knew that help had to be written all over my face. Why can't he see it? The security guard then says, 
Well, if I hear of two white girls that go missing, I guess I know who to call. At this point, I'm starting to feel more sick than I already did. The security guard then left, and yet Hannah and I are still sitting there feeling more stuck than ever. A few minutes later after this, one of his friends comes along and then says, Wanna come inside? I finally have enough energy to say no, and that I have to go meet up with my cousin. As we start to stand up, Antonio's friend stands up in front of me and then says, Come on, just for a little bit. I said no, and then me and Hannah started walking towards the exit, as my house is right up the hill. And what do you know? They both start following us. We get inside this tunnel, and Hannah says to take off your shoes so that we can run, and that we don't want them hearing where we go. So there we are barefoot, now running like our lives depended on it. We get onto my street, run up to my house, go into the back hallway. It was actually so quiet, all I could hear was myself trying to catch my breath, and my heart just beating in my ears. I started looking at Hannah, scared, just hiding behind a wall, staring at the glass door, waiting to see if someone would pop up. We did eventually calm each other down. I thought everything was over until the next morning when I logged into MySpace. I had a message from him that then said, I just want you to know I know what house you live in. With my street name listed. I then blocked him on MySpace and I never walked past that complex ever again. A few weeks later, I actually found out that he was in jail. And from what I know now at 25 years old, he's still in jail. I can only imagine what he did but I just really hope to never run into him. Well, again that is. This all started so innocuously. I'm an actor and physique bodybuilder trying to make it into jobs, into modeling and acting. The time this was going on, I couldn't find any work in the field. I had just gotten done with a toxic working relationship with my last modeling coach and I was just really eager to find some kind of work to do. I was browsing my Instagram when I had noticed a guy post on one of my videos saying that I was handsome and that he actually might have a job available for me. I was at the gym at the time and set in my mind to do so when I got back home. When I first started talking with this guy, things started off really well, but then some warning bells started going off. He wanted me to star in a parody version of a certain action movie, but when I asked him which production company was backing this, he said, We'll let you know that once you've signed with us. Well, I knew from acting classes that you should never sign with someone who can't or won't tell you about their production company in such a way like this. I then refused to be involved with them, and I told him I wasn't interested. I thought that would be the end of it. It wasn't. It was about a week or two later when I noticed the fake accounts. They were made by some guy spreading all these outrageous rumors about me, saying that I was gay and in a relationship with the same guy who I rejected, and the two had full-on psycho conversations with each other, trying to make it seem like this fake account was really me. I reported the account to Instagram, and before long it was gone, only for two more to then pop up. The guy now seemed angrier. He started openly insulting me in the fake profiles and also insulting anyone I seemed to like or respect. This went on for some time, me reporting his fake slanderous profiles of me and him just making more. It got worse and worse. He would insult all my friends and claim that I hated black people, Asian people, and so on. 
He even claimed once that I planned on sleeping with the wife of one of my good friends. That was really the last straw. I sent him an angry message on one of his latest accounts telling him to fuck off and that he's not me and that I'll smack down as many of his creepy stalker accounts as possible and that I would never work with him or like him. This seemed to quiet things down for a while. Little did I know that he was moving from Instagram to fake Facebook and Twitter handles in my name. I was just relaxing after my day job one day, nothing really going on, and I got a phone call. I answered it, not knowing who it was. It was my hometown's police department letting me know that I had apparently said some really disturbing things online, on Twitter specifically. That couldn't be. I didn't even have a Twitter. I went outside to meet the cops and they said that someone using my name had actually announced that I would livestream my suicide on social media. They checked in to see if I was okay and I then explained to the cops all that had been happening. Apparently some of my old gym friends noticed what was going on and then notified the cops. Having had this happen, I really couldn't help but wonder. I knew who was responsible, I knew why, but the involvement of the police made me think. Maybe he hoped to make the police crash into my house and possibly kill me in the ensuing chaos, purely because I refused to be involved with him romantically. On the advice of the cops, I set most of my social media to private and shut down all the other accounts, and this seemed to do it. The fake accounts finally stopped showing up. He did try several more times to frame me, using accounts with no pictures to gain access, whereupon he would spread rumors that I was a racist or homophobe. But the occasion this happened, I was contacted by a guy who let me know what was going on. I realized who was responsible, and from then on, I would never accept Instagram follow requests. I haven't heard anything from the stalker since. Though even today, with all of this mostly over, whenever I see an Instagram follow request with no profile picture, I still find myself thinking maybe this is him trying to access me again, Also, so he can continue the stalking. Whenever the whole COVID thing is over, I really hope that I can go back to my gym without any trouble. And for his sake, I really hope he keeps socially distanced from me. And I mean forever. Hey everyone, sorry for the interruption on the stories. But I really wanted to take a second to thank today's sponsor, HelloFresh, and talk about their really amazing service. HelloFresh offers convenient, contact-free delivery right to your doorstep for easy home cooking with the family. HelloFresh cuts out stressful meal planning and grocery store trips so that you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in about 30 minutes or less. I really like HelloFresh personally because whenever I get home from the gym, sometimes I just really don't feel like cooking that post-workout meal. So it's perfect for that, and the food is really good. Go to HelloFresh.com Dinner12 and use code Dinner12 for 12 free meals, including free shipping. Once again, that's HelloFresh.com Dinner12 with code Dinner12 for 12 free meals, including free shipping. Be sure to get yourself some HelloFresh today, America's number one meal kit. Once again, big thanks to HelloFresh for sponsoring today's video. It's advertisers like them that helps make this show free, and I really appreciate it. Now if you're all ready, let's jump right back into the scary stories.
I recently received a friend request that reminded me of this story, so I'm going to share it here. This happened after I went to university, so I was 18. I had really made an effort to make new friends after I moved on to campus, and I ended up with a few groups to hang out with, including a new girlfriend and plenty of people from my classes that I liked well enough. There was one class right before lunch where it was traditional for people to go to the cafeteria afterwards to eat in pairs of threes. I wasn't very discerning about who I'd have lunch with because I got on fine with most people from the class, and we were all trying to make an effort to be social. So when one girl, Lily, asked if I wanted to eat lunch together after that class, I didn't have any reason not to go. We kind of just talked about school and that kind of thing. Nothing really noteworthy, but she did ask me to get lunch with her again the next week. It became a pattern and there wasn't exactly a way to start saying no suddenly. It was fine, but it did mean that I lost the chance to eat lunch with anyone else on those days. In hindsight, I suppose that was the point. One day while in class, I had asked someone if I could add them on social media. This happened right in front of Lily. I saw her face jerk towards me from a couple of seats over. It was such a sharp reaction that it was really hard to ignore, and I still remember it. By the time I got home later that day, Lily had sent me a friend request. No friends in common. I really don't know how she knew my last name. I was a bit surprised, but I guess that she had just dug through the university's social media pages and found me through there or something. It gave me a bad feeling, but surely it was fine, right? She ended up messaging me a lot and also commenting on anything I posted. I told myself that she was just awkward and we became friends, if not close. I'd known worse people. She still always got me to go eat lunch with her after our one shared class. Other than that, we had rarely spent time together in person. I saw her around sometimes, but I never went out of my way to hang out with her. So it was mostly online messaging and just seeing each other in group settings. Very coincidentally, my girlfriend was also called Lily. This was something that clearly bothered Lily. Not my girlfriend who couldn't have found it less interesting. It was just a common name to her. Well, the other Lily had occasionally hinted that she wanted my girlfriend to pick a different name, or joked about her not suiting it. She very clearly didn't like my girlfriend at all, and I had no idea why. It was kind of hard to ignore by this point. Lily was starting to unsettling hint that she had a crush on me. I tried not to address it because what was I going to say to that? I've never really known what to do when a friend makes a pass at me, and I was also not interested in the least. Even ignoring the weird stuff that she pulled, Lily wasn't my type at all. She tended to dress and act in a way somewhere between a 50s housewife and one of those adults who's still obsessed with Disney princesses, if you can picture that. Things took a really uncomfortable turn on the day of our last shared class of the year. Instead of asking me to lunch like she usually did, Lily had asked me if I'd go for a walk with her. Once again, I didn't really know exactly how to refuse it, so I said okay. Our campus was bordered by a large patch of woodland. Lily led me into the woods, and the sounds of our fellow students slowly faded away. She sat down on a log, and I joined her. She started talking about how she was going to miss me over the summer. I tried placating her, but I didn't want to be there, especially because she seemed almost on the verge of tears. I think I tried to make an excuse about having plans with my girlfriend, but before I could leave, Lily chose to kiss me without warning. It was uncomfortable to say the least. 
I got out of there and I was happy to think I wouldn't see her for a while. I came back to university after the summer, moving into a house with my friends. Without going off topic, there were some serious issues in my friend group. A lot of petty arguing and worse. I broke up with my girlfriend at the start of that school year as well, and basically the whole mess made me recontextualize things with Lily because it suddenly didn't seem as bad now. That being said, I didn't want to be alone with her. We mostly just talked online. She was still constantly messaging me after all. One upside of everything was that I started dating a boy. Well, Lily wasn't too pleased to hear that news. I think she hoped to sneak in after I broke up with my girlfriend. But as I said before, that was never going to happen. There wasn't a big gap between my breakup and this new relationship, so she must have thought she missed her chance to be with me. This is where the story gets bad. Around this time, I was fairly active on Tumblr. I occasionally talked about my life and mostly reblogged photos and stuff. I was on there one day when something really odd happened. One of the blogs I followed had received an ask with some phrases I recognized. It took a second to register that it was taken from my about page. That made me freeze. I read the message properly. Someone was asking this completely random person to analyze a section of text from my page, asking for their opinion on the type of person who would write it. I can't stress enough how messed up it was to see people talking about me like I was a character in a book or something that they were trying to study. The reply was basically, I don't know, sorry. But the important thing was that the question hadn't been anonymous. It was linked to someone's blog. Obviously, I really wanted to know who had taken such a bizarre interest in me. As far as I knew, no one in real life other than my boyfriend knew about my page. Well, no prizes for guessing who was behind it. What I found was like a shrine. She was using a fake name, but I recognized Lily all over that thing. It was this cutesy pink and red page. There were a few posts about her interests, but most of the content was focused on her primary interest. Me. Most of the posts were all about me. There were all the accounts of things that I had done recently. He told me about such and such. He went to a nightclub recently, etc. As well as references to things from as far back as I'd known her. It was clear she'd been keeping tabs on me, both online and offline gathering up every scrap of information she could find about my life and then hoarding it here in her collection. She talked about us eating lunch together and how special our dates had been to her, as if it was anything more than just acquaintances getting food after class. She talked about the time where she had forcibly kissed me in the woods, but she wrote it as if it had been mutual. She quoted lyrics from my favorite song and talked about how she'd always be there for me, no matter who else came into my life. There were lots of references to loving me just the way he is, which answered another mystery about an anonymous love letter that I'd received earlier that year with the same wording. It got even worse. There were a lot of posts about my boyfriend as well. These weren't so nice. They got vicious, talking about how he didn't deserve me and he didn't know what he had, that if she was with me she'd be jealous of anyone else who came near me, so my boyfriend not being a jealous person meant he didn't love me. It was really angry and hateful. I didn't like to think about the sort of person who could write so obsessively being fixated on me. One thing that didn't make sense at first was that the block was also made of plenty of references to Lily's best friend, Stephen. She had never mentioned this person to me. Her post had really talked a lot about Stephen, 
Things like how great of a friend he was, how much fun they had together, how he looked out for her, etc. I was trying to work out whether this was an online friend, when one specific post made it all click. She had posted a photo and captioned it with, Steven sent this to me. He knew that I would like it and love it, or something like that. The problem was, the photo was taken from my own page. I hadn't sent it to her. She took it from my own page and then claimed this fictional best friend of her shared it with her, because in her head, she'd split me into two people. In her messed up fantasy life, I was both the perfect best friend who was always looking out for her, as well as her soulmate who was bound to end up with her when I finally got over my boyfriend and all the other easy girls that I hung out with that she made dozens of posts complaining about. Who was she complaining to, you might ask? Oh, Lily had an audience. She asked open questions about me and her relationship with me, and actually got messages back from her followers. People who took what she said at face value. I saw a bunch of random people agreeing with this stalker that my boyfriend didn't deserve me, and that we were bound to break up soon so I could be with Lily. The person I was clearly supposed to be with. She had this fake fanfiction version of my life up for anyone to share their opinion on, and she had made herself out to be the hero of it all. I went maybe a month back into this page's history. I didn't look at everything that was there. It was just way too much, so I'm not really sure how long this had been going on. I sent Lily a message confronting her all about the blog. She said nothing. I really can't stress how weird it was to have found pages and pages dedicated to me, with her talking about how she was in love with me and would make absolutely sure we ended up together slamming my boyfriend and building a fantasy life with two different versions of me in it that she clearly believed to be real, then acting like it hadn't happened. She said nothing. She didn't address it, she just changed the subject. Even after I pushed, it was like she hadn't even registered what I said. I've never seen anything else like it in my life. She deleted the page, of course, or at least changed the name and hid it so that I never found it again. It wasn't the end, though. I wasn't going to hang out with her anymore, but we were still shoved together in classes, and she had started to actually scare me with what she might do next. I'm kind of a paranoid person. Knowing someone was obsessively keeping track of me for who knows how long really freaked me out. The next thing she pulled was trying to seduce my boyfriend. It was an absolutely useless attempt that really only made him uncomfortable. He told me all about it right away. What was her plan there? Did she hope to tell me that he cheated and wait for me to break up with him? Why the hell would I want her after that? Well, when that didn't work out for her, she then tried hitting on three of my other friends. None of them took the bait. She ended up dating one of my former housemates for a while, but she made sure to send me messages while they were together, letting me know that she'd rather be with me. Yeah, no thanks. Lily made sure to stay in my life the whole time I was at university. There was actually a time when I tried to pull away from her, and she ended up starting rumors about me and damaging a career opportunity that I'd put a lot of work into. I don't know what else she did behind my back, but it really made me realize that it was safer to let her think that she was a part of my life all while ignoring her, rather than doing something that would cause her to get angry. After I graduated, Lily still wanted to spend time together, but I knew I didn't have to now. I made excuses about work and I barely even talked to her after that point. I almost entirely stopped posting on social media that I knew she knew about. 
Of course, she didn't give up that easily. She tried to start conversations, asking me to meet up with her, attempts that I usually ignored. I really didn't like to think that she was still tracking me online, but she probably was. I don't know how, but she'd occasionally reference things that I mentioned online somewhere, somewhere that she definitely shouldn't have known about. The last time we had a real conversation, she had sent me a message out of nowhere. We hadn't spoken at all in months, and we hadn't talked about anything serious in even much longer than that. Thinking about that conversation still makes my skin crawl, but I'll summarize what happened. At first, she asked me some questions about how long had I known I was queer. I just told her some basic stuff, the kind of thing that I'd tell anyone who asked. Then she changed the subject. She then started talking about how I would feel about her if she was a boy, about wanting to be a boy for me. The messages then quickly became fetishistic. She went into plenty of detail about fantasy she had about the two of us. Again, we weren't even friends at this point. We'd never been especially close, at least not from my perspective, and we had barely spoken for years. I really can't imagine sending messages like that to even a close friend, let alone someone who barely knows you. I tried telling her not to be pulling this crap with me, but she decided to change tactics. She had sent photos of herself followed by a bunch of messages, basically quoting back to me what I told her about myself and my past from earlier. She was telling me these things as if they had happened to her. She was literally role-playing as me. The worst part was that she actually seemed to believe that it was real, that those things had actually happened to her, even when she was quoting me word for word. Things that I told her only hours before were now apparently her life. It was like she was trying to absorb my history or something to take it over, to make my own life part of hers. Yeah, I didn't talk to her again after that. I ignored all future attempts she made to talk to me, and I eventually even silently deleted her from all the inactive social media, which was her only real way of contacting me. I really did think that she might finally move on. Well, a few days ago she had sent me a friend request. It's sitting there unanswered because I know if I delete it, she'll just send another one. Lily and I met nearly 12 years ago. This story is just the highlights, and even then, it's only the stuff I know about for sure. A lot of it happened behind my back. I know it did. So girl who spent 12 years obsessing over me, fetishizing me, stalking me and harassing me. I really hope to never hear from you again. The sick and twisted fantasy life you built for me for the two of us in your head is the only place you'll be seeing me anytime soon. <laughs>